The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics kane velasquez salacious super bowl level scandals Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Check it out now. No doubt now. Monday morning, December 9th, 2019, the book podcast, Gil Alexander, guessing lines, week 15 in the National Football League. Hard to believe we're here, but yet we are. Coming off a good week in week 14, see if we can't duplicate that. Week 15, latter parts of the NFL regular season, doesn't mean we can't make some money off it, though. And we'll see if it continues week after week. My line for the Dolphins, completely different from the markets, as well as my line's for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll find that out more with Chrissy Andrews. Guessing lines, the staple every Monday right here. Football season, the Beating the Book podcast. Enjoy. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. He's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Yes, he is. It is a numbers game right here at Visa, the Vegas Stats and Information Network, Sirius XM Channel 204, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Fubo, Sling, and Game Plus, and everywhere else you're taking us in. It is Gil Alexander. It is Jeff Parles, producer number five, Jeff Parlay. Good morning to you, Jeff. How you doing, man? How was your weekend? Thank you, Ohio State. Thank you, college football. Yeah. No, and the committee got it right in the end. Oh, yeah. He got it right. Thank God we're here. We'll play back what we had to say about it uh, this past week, in case you missed it during the show today. Uh, our little interlude in the middle of guessing NFL lines. 4-0-1 for me in Circa this week is my finest week of the year uh, in what has otherwise been a very meh or bad year. Um, so it all worked out this weekend. But let me just say the difference in the NFL versus college football, the predictability of what's going to happen in college versus the NFL, because every week in the NFL, there's a damn Houston Texans performance. Doesn't have to be the Texans every week, I'm saying, but a, a Texans-like performance, if you will, uh, what we saw from them yesterday against the Broncos. Just an inexplicable uh, performance and outcome, and we'll get into all that. If for those who are just landing on the show for the first time, this is a tribute to the old Stardust Guessing Line show. Uh, I'm in a cocoon. I don't know the lines for week 15, the upcoming week's NFL lines. 
and we bring in the star of the show. He is my mishpucha, the South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook Director, Chris Andrews, who will uh, join us and will tell us after I guess what the line is, what the line will actually be. He will post them at the end of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Chris Andrews. Good morning, Chris. Hey, what's going on, Gilly? How you Good doing? Morning. How, was the, uh, how was the weekend from a book perspective? From a book perspective, not great. Not great. Um, slightly in the black uh, Saturday and Sunday, but, but just barely. Just barely. Just barely. Okay. Um, here's the deal. Yeah. You know how this goes. No buys anymore. Yeah. 16 games. Uh, and we'll do a little college football figure in the middle. So we're going to, without further ado, we're going to dive into this stuff. Because there were some classics yesterday. And then we've gotten to the point in the season now where some games are like, all right, whatever. Let's just move on to the next one kind of thing. So um, let's do it. And for those, again, who are, are landing here for the first time, in the process of guessing, we go through everything that happened yesterday in the National Football League. Let us begin, Chris, with Thursday. The Jets at Baltimore. The Jets at Baltimore. By the way, I didn't think I said enough highs to you at the beginning. I feel like we've just dived in here and... We, we just dove in here without pleasantries. Well, we got a lot of games to cover, yeah. Gilly. We got business. We got work <laughs> right. to do. We got work to yeah, do. So. Forget the pleasantries. Uh, Jets at Baltimore. Well, well, we have eight years of pleasantries, <laughs> you know, or nine That's years, right. whatever it is. That's <laughs> right. We got work to do. Uh, Jets uh, in a game that featured 10 field goals, seven by the Dolphins. <laughs> they beat the Dolphins, did the Jets, 22 to 21. Again, that 21 was not from three touchdowns. It was from seven uh, Jason Sanders field goals, but the, the uh, Jets prevail on a 44-yarder from Sam kicking ficking. His time expired. Jets 22, Dolphins 21. Congratulations, Jeffrey. Your New York Jets are 5-8. and eight. You happy? No. Okay. No. If Miami <laughs> punched it in once, I win my in-game over. Uh, I can't wait to get Here's the theme of guessing lines all year. <laughs> the theme of guessing lines all year is I mess up on the Dolphins and the Steelers. The Dolphins... To my success and to my financial gain, the Steelers to my detriment. We'll see if that happens later in the in the show. But from a Jets perspective, Darnold, 20 of 36 for 270, two touchdowns, one pick, and a sack. Robbie Anderson, in fact, his primary target once again, seven for 116 and a touchdown. And then there's Baltimore. Baltimore beats the Buffalo Bills. Nine wins in a row now for the Ravens. It's their longest regular season win streak in franchise history. They clinch a playoff berth. Congratulations to everybody in Baltimore. They've held eight straight opponents now to 20 points or fewer. So as much Lamar Jackson talk as we, as we have, they've held eight straight opponents to 20 points or fewer. That ties a franchise record. They held Buffalo on Buffalo's first nine drives. Excuse me, first 11 drives. No, let's call it the first nine drives. They held them to seven punts, a fumble, and a field goal. Pretty good. Lamar, 16 of 25 for 145, three touchdowns, a pick, a sack, 11 carries, 40 yards. In his last six games, 21 touchdowns and one pick. And, of course, he uh, goes over 1,000 yards rushing. He and Michael Vick, the only people that have done that. 257 total yards for the Ravens, 209 for the Bills. Defensive battle, Ravens had a lot of penalties, too, 9 for 99. But the Ravens get it done. They beat the Bills on the road, do so uh, by the final score of... Uh, 24 to 17, covering the six and a half point spread in the process. I will say Baltimore by 14. I will say two touchdowns. Ravens minus 14 at home here, Chris. You're just a shade light. It's 14 and a half. I'm going to open oh. that because, uh, you know, just the, the public will probably bet Baltimore. You, I, I like the Jets in this spot. Uh, first of all, you know, I mean, listen, the Jets are the Jets. I don't know if you saw the pass interference call that gave them 
the game at, at the end of the Miami game yesterday uh, was not called on the field. Uh, somebody in New York, one, you know, at a, whoever oversees the replay, came in, interrupted the game. I mean, game should have been over with Miami going home with a victory. And anyway, set up, uh, you know, for, you know, we even like had they completed the pass, it wouldn't have been a first down. You know, but again, the automatic first down uh, gave the Jets a chance to win the game. Sam Ficken, Penn State boy, converted. So I was glad to see that for Ficken. Uh, it, it was one of those games. It, it was we, we had hardly any games that were any good. That one, like, wasn't terrible, but it would have been pretty good if we could have get the uh, Dolphins to win outright for us. Uh, anyway, regardless of that, you know, come on, Baltimore. Jeez, I mean, how many times can they just keep going to the well? I mean, they really are a terrific team. And I tell you, people are comparing Jackson to Michael Vick. He's 10 times better than Michael Vick ever was. I mean, you don't compare him to anybody. It's probably Steve Young. I mean, he's really good. But I just think this is a terrible spot for him. Short week. They just wrapped up, uh, you know, the division, the playoffs. You know, it's just, I, I just can't see the motivation here. I, I really, I think the Jets, I think it's a good spot for the Jets. You're taking over two touchdowns. You know, um, I'm going to put a slash mark next to the Jets. I like them. Not that the number means anything. Uh, that's not what's causing me to play them, but I think the situation calls for the Jets. You know, and I, I like them. Although I am going to open 14 and a half just because the public's going to probably play the Ravens anyway. Baltimore closes after the game with the Jets at Cleveland and then home Pittsburgh. <clears throat> Excuse me. No reason they can't close it out with a flourish here uh, and uh, finish yeah. their season fourteen and two, trying for that number one, trying to secure the number one position in the AFC playoffs. Uh, fourteen and a half. That's what you said. You put it up, Chris. I'm over fourteen and a half. You know, I see it like a little higher, but with heavy juice on the dog. I think fourteen and a half is okay. Just, but like I said, I, I if I were in a vacuum, I'd probably open to fourteen. Uh, but the public's going to probably be on Baltimore in this game. I'd be shocked if they weren't. Yeah, and you bring up the the pass interference, and obviously refereeing in this league has been the theme all season long, and yesterday mm. it was everywhere, yeah. just everywhere you look. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and I'll say this again from a position of having had a good week, because I think you have more credibility when you say it when you have had a good week rather than going, say, 0-4-1 when you're 4-0-1, and that is – I still cannot stand this league because there are so many things that happen with the refs that you just have no idea. We'll get to it, but there was something in the Raiders-Titans game that was just egregious. And obviously this next game, I believe, if you're going where I'm going, with this, if I believe you're going to the next game, is it New England next? No, Tampa Bay and Detroit. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get to that. You know where that's going. <laughs> yeah, we Tampa Bay and yeah, Detroit. New England's a couple, couple of spots down. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tampa Bay, Detroit, I don't want to linger on this. Tampa Bay wins their third in a row, four of five, in the most Jameis of all Jameis Winston games ever. Uh, they were down 14 late in the third quarter. Jameis Winston, who, who came off the most unlike, uh, un-Jameis uh, week of all time when he was zero touchdowns and zero picks. Yesterday against the... the uh, uh, the Indianapolis Colts, 33 of 45 for 456, four touchdowns, three picks, and the sack also uh, might have broken his thumb. Eight of 15 on third downs for Tampa Bay, 542 total yards of offense and minus three in turnovers. 
having had four turnovers. Yeah. I mean, it's just all over the place. Uh, six for uh, six penalties for 104 yards. They win. They beat the Colts. Come back from 14. Beat them 38-35. And again, uh, shout out to Todd Wishnev who says every week, Tampa Bay over, Tampa Bay over. And for some reason, these these totals come down on Tampa Bay. And they keep soaring over, with the exception of last week. Last week was a bit of an aberration. And then there's Detroit, uh, six-game losing streak now for the Lions. Uh, their worst start since 2010. Yesterday, their uh, their loss to the Vikings, 20 to seven, was the first game this season where they never held the lead. So the Lions at three nine and one have at least been in front at some point in every game this year, except for yesterday. David Blau, 24-40-205, one touchdown, two pick, sacked five times. I'll say Tampa Bay, hard to say this, but Tampa Bay, six and seven, again, three in a row, four or five. I'll say they're a field goal favorite on the road. Uh, I see three and a half and four, mostly four. Wow. I kind of like the three and a half better. Yeah. I mean, you know, James, I'm looking at the QBR. And James was 83.8 on his QBR. I can't, like I said, what goes into the secret sauce? I really don't know. How the hell is he 83.8 with three turnovers like that? I don't know. Yeah. But his other, if you throw away the interceptions, the other numbers are fantastic. But he tends to keep both teams in the game at the same time. I think he did that yesterday. I know he, he, you know, like I said, erased those interceptions. He looked fantastic. Uh, 456 yards in the air. Uh, 10 yards, 10.1 yards per attempt. You know, so I put up 38 points. But boy, is he inconsistent. Oh, my God. Anyway, I'd like three and a half a little better. Uh, a lot of guys don't have it up yet because they think, you know, they might bring back uh, Matthew Stafford. If they bring him back at this point, they got to be crazy. And I can't see the doctor signing off on it. But, you know, it is the NFL. You never know. They might do that. But I, I'm assuming there's going to be no Matthew Stafford. And I'm going to open it three and a half. And uh, I think Todd's right about the total. Though. I mean, I'm looking at 47 and a half, pretty high total. Uh, it should go up. You know, there's no threat of any weather in Detroit or anything like that. So uh, it should go up. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're, I'm going to kind of use this one a little bit high, whatever it comes out total-wise. You know, the staff probably, you know, 47.5 I'll start, but I'll probably go to 48 quickly if I see it show up. Stafford thing is interesting because, really, they probably don't want him to play, but Stafford keeps talking like he wants to play. I'm assuming he's not either. But, I know he does. But like you said, who knows? All right. Uh, we won't linger on Tampa Bay, Detroit. What's next? Uh, Philadelphia at Washington. All right. Well, we won't. Uh, we haven't seen Philadelphia yet. They play the Giants tonight. Philadelphia nine and a half point favorite uh, favorites against the Giants in a real barn burner of a Monday night football game in the NFC East. The uh, <laughs> Eagles trying to tie the Cowboys at least in their record, trying to get to six and seven, and tie the Cowboys atop the NFC East. Uh, that division is going to be its going to be amazing to see what the final record is of the division winner there. But the Redskins eliminated from playoff contention. The dream is dead, Chris. Oh. Yeah. Geez. Yeah, they lose to Green Bay yesterday 20-15. to 15. Put up a great fight. Terry McLaurin, what a, what a catch in the end zone for the Redskins. But they lose 20-15. to 15. The Redskins do cover quite handily quite uh, the 13-point yes, spread. Um, I will say sight unseen. By the way, Dwayne Haskins, for those who care, 16 of 27 for 170. Another uneven performance. One touchdown, one pick, sacked four times. Uh, I'll say Philadelphia minus four and a half on the road, sight unseen. 
Yeah, again, you're a little light at six. I, and I'm okay with six. I mean, we've got to see what uh, Philly does tonight, of course. You know, uh, I think you're being kind to Haskins. Uh, he was, I didn't think he was very good at all. Got sacked four times for 29 yards. QBR was 16.3. Yeah, it's funny, though, Gil. Uh, you know, we, we did not have a very good day. And I'm looking down some of the games we lost. This is one of the games we lost. Yeah. I thought that the public would be on Green Bay. They were not. They were all over Washington. I don't want to say they were all over, but we definitely needed Green Bay to cover this game. Uh, but, uh, you know, they uh, maybe people are starting to realize, you know, maybe Green Bay is not quite as good as advertised. But, you know, there's I, I threw a bunch of teams in that mix right there, you know. But uh, people did. Uh, they took the, you know, the very generous number with Washington, and uh, they covered. So, um, so, anyway, I think six is okay. That's when I'm going to open the uh, Eagles and Redskins. Let's do one more while we're at it here. Okay, speaking of Green Bay, we have Chicago at Green Bay. Chicago at Green Bay. Uh, Chicago. Chicago Bears. Um, Okay, the Bears lose on, uh, excuse me, win rather on uh, Thursday night, beat the Cowboys. So the Bears are 7-6. and On the outside looking in, currently in the NFC wild card uh, race, and they are, uh, they're two out of the number six position in the NFC playoffs. So hanging on for dear life, the Bears at seven and six. Packers are now 10 and three. Boy, that is a gaudy record for a team mm-hmm. that no one really thinks of as this monster team. But 10 and three, they are nonetheless. Uh, Aaron Rodgers yesterday in the victory against the Redskins. Another clean sheet, if you will, in terms of uh, touchdowns and picks. 18 of 28 for 195. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked four times. Aaron Jones did all the heavy lifting for the Packers yesterday. 16 for 134 and a touchdown on the ground. And then six catches for 58. Uh, Matt LaFleur, first Packers coach to win 10-plus games in his first season. How about that? Good for uh, Matt LaFleur. Not Mike McCarthy. Not Bart Starr. Not Vince Lombardi. Matt LaFleur. Uh, I'll say Green Bay minus four and a half in this one. Yeah, there's four and a half and five. I think I kind of like the four and a half better. You know, Gil, uh, I'm looking at this, and you know, I, I started looking at Rodgers a little more closely, and his, you know, some numbers are very gaudy. I think it's what 22 touchdowns and two interceptions, something like that, for the season. Uh, but his QPR, he's only number 16 in the league, which puts him right in the middle. QBR. He's number nine in passer rating. Yards per attempt, 7.4, which is, you know, okay. It's not great. You know, I'm looking here. Now he's 23. So after yesterday, because he had one touchdown yesterday, 23 touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, I don't know. We, I think we've seen the best of Rodgers. I think he's, uh, you know, he's still a terrific quarterback, but he's kind of in the middle of the pack, I think. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, Chicago, did they finally figure out how to use Trubisky a little bit better? I mean, the kid was really pretty good last year. I mean, he was the hot guy coming into this season for, uh, you know, MVP awards. Um, but, uh, you know, it hasn't really come to fruition yet. But he, he played very well the last couple of weeks. So we'll see if they've figured something out or not. But uh, I like four and a half. I see plenty of fives around. Some four and a half. I like the four and a half a little bit better. I'm proud of myself with that pick. Um, I'm sure we'll have some that I'll be way off on. Miami and Pittsburgh still to come in those games. <laughs> uh, week 15. Wow. How did we get here in the National Football League? That's Chris Andrews. You can follow him on Twitter, at Andrews Sports. By the way, the name of the book, Then One Day, available where all books are sold. Uh, his uh, his 
book of stories from 40 years of bookmaking. Funny, poignant, uh, thought-provoking, hilarious, uh, more than just funny. That's available where all books are sold. Then one day from Chrissy. Uh, we'll continue with Week 15 Guessing Lines. It's all brought to you by the BetMGM app. Fall, the most exciting time of the year, of course. Not only at BetMGM, but everywhere with sports. It's New Jersey's ultimate online destination for fans who want to wager on football, pro and college hoops, hockey, and more. And this week, BetMGM has a special offer for new customers on tonight's matchup between the Giants and the Eagles. Just use bonus code VSIN100 to place a $1 pregame money line bet on the Giants and win $100 if Saquon runs for one yard. Saquon's got to get one yard, Jeff. By the way, he hasn't had that many more than one yard in some of these games. All he's got to get is one yard tonight. First time BetMGM betters, 101 odds on Saquon running for one yard today. Uh, when you use bonus code VSIN100, it's time to believe in your game at BetMGM, where you turn your predictions into convictions with real money bets on parlays, boosted odds specials, in-game live betting, and much more. Just download the BetMGM app or visit BetMGM.com today and get 101 odds on Saquon Barkley running for one yard when you use bonus code VSIN100. Got to be 21 or older, got to be in New Jersey. Restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for the full list of terms and conditions. Coming back, guessing lines, week 15 right here on a numbers game on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to a numbers game with Gil Alexander. If you're a longtime VEASAN listener, but not yet a VEASAN subscriber, we got the perfect starter deal for you for just 79 United States dollars. You get eight point spread weekly editions from now until the Super Bowl. That's eight point spread weekly editions from now until the Super Bowl. Plus the college VEASAN bowl betting guide will be out next week. And by the way, that is something you will want because with all these bowls that are out there, not just in terms of which way to go and which way to bet, that will be ultimately up to you, but just who's playing and who's not in these games. What teams are incentivized, you know, amateur psychology aside, uh, what teams won't have players. Uh, that's something for it. And then all access to all our, our live video and replays for two months. So it's eight-point spread weekly editions, the College VEASAN Bowl betting guide, access to all our live video and replays for two months, and daily email summarizing best bets from VEASAN guests and hosts. All of that, uh, you can make your purchase at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's where you would go, VEASAN.com slash subscribe uh, for just $79. Check that out. By the way, I mentioned the Green Bay Packers 10-3 and three with a, a record that is gaudy. No one really feels that they are... They're not really in the short conversation. You don't hear anecdotally of people who think they're going to uh, be a Super Bowl contender. But right now, as the NFC playoff picture stands, you got the Niners, and we'll talk about the Niners coming up. Their unbelievable win over the Saints yesterday. 11-2, uh, and two, they're in the number one slot. Green Bay is in the number two slot. If, the, if, if we do the old playoffs were to start today thing, Green Bay would get a first-round bye. 10-3 and three over the Saints, who have the same record by virtue of a... Uh, best win percentage in conference games. Now, obviously, three games left to go. There's much to be written about that. But gaudy records at the top of the NFC, the Niners at 11-2, and two, the Packers, Saints, and Seahawks, who currently now fall down to the number five position with their loss yesterday against the Rams, which we'll get to. Um, and a game that, you know, you can say, well, the Seahawks had nothing to play for. They still got the Niners, so they could still win the NFC West. The ball's still on their racket. But... Uh, it did have an effect on them trying to get the number one position because there's so many moving parts with the Packers and Saints. So that loss did affect them yesterday. By the way, and, and the, the line that Chrissy was going for, I think, or not going for, but what Aaron Rodgers has articulated, just to uh, Chris's uh, point, Aaron Rodgers says, I can see the 18th hole. That's how he describes his career now. I can see the 18th hole. Coming back with Chrissy Andrews right here from the uh, South Point Hotel Casino. 
And uh, it's Guessing Lines, everybody. Week 15 in the National Football League. Chris, where did we leave off? What's next? Well, we got New England at Cincinnati. And by the way, you're talking about uh, you know, playing Green Bay. There's a lot of things I like about college football better than the NFL, but there's things about the NFL better than college. One is they play games in weather. Yes. You know, January, probably somebody's going to have to go to Green Bay. You know, I mean, meanwhile, college, everything's in a dome or in perfect weather, you know. God, I mean, it's not football. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> they no. play games of weather. Uh, you know, New the, England. Jeff Hoos and I, Jeff who used to work at the Aria and is no longer there. He works at FanDuel now. We used to joke that, remember the year where we're complaining, oh, my God, if the Super Bowl's in New York, it's going to be in clement weather. Meanwhile, yeah. we like, look up at the screen and the Grey Cup is played in, like, a blizzard every year. <laughs> we're complaining, you know, about <laughs> yeah, that stuff. I know. So as you say that, I think about everybody in Canada listening to that, like, oh, yeah, you guys play in weather. Um, all right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. New England at Cincinnati. Okay. Uh, Cincinnati loses yeah. to Cleveland. Uh, yeah, Cincinnati loses to Cleveland. I was going to say, Bilicek again. We're on to Cincinnati. We're on, We're on to Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Everybody made the same joke yesterday. We're on to Cincinnati. Yeah, for real. Uh, Cincinnati loses to Cleveland 27-19. They do not cover the six-and-a-half-point spread. New England Famously losing to the Chiefs yesterday, 23-16, to as uh, three-point home favorites. They lose that game yesterday. It's their first home loss for the Patriots since October 1st, 2017. They had won 21 straight, including the playoffs, at Gillette. It's their first regular season home loss versus an AFC opponent with Brady and Edelman. They were 42-0 and before this game in that subset. Uh, and currently now, uh, 0-3 versus all the other AFC division leaders, Baltimore, Houston, and Kansas City. Houston in a tie with Tennessee, of course. And here's the thing. Last five games for the Patriots, in which they've gone 2-3, and three, they've only scored 17.6 points per game over their last five. Tom Brady yesterday, 19 of 36 for 169, one touchdown, one pick. He was sacked three times. That's only 4.7 yards per attempt. Third time this season, he's had 4.7 or fewer yards per attempt. And before this year, just to give you an indication, he had dropped below 4.7 yards per attempt once since 2009. So through that lens, this is Tom Brady in the twilight. Uh, he was sacked again uh, three times on 39 dropbacks yesterday for 20 yards. Uh, he was also hit six times. Edelman was his primary target, 8 of 95 for a touchdown. But the Patriots were 2 of 12 on third downs. And the six first-half drives after their opening possession touchdown went three and out, block field goal, interception on the first play of the drive, turnover on downs when they uh, decided not to kick a 44-yard field goal, three and out, three and out. So, no. Not good on offense. But here's the deal now. And so the Patriots fans are going to say this. Uh, we, that they got screwed by the referees. Uh, first of all, there was a late hit on Patrick Mahomes out of bounds that went the Patriots' way. It wasn't called. So let's just establish that, that it wasn't 100% the Patriots' way. But uh, Chiefs were leading 23-13 to 13 toward the end of the third quarter. Belichick challenges. I don't know if it was a first down for Sammy Watkins or not. It doesn't go their way. They lose the challenge. The play was upheld. Uh, they were charged a timeout. That is five plays after that, then the big one. Patriot safety Devin McCourty knocks the ball out of Travis Kelsey's hands while the two were uh, up in the air. New England recovers the fumble, but the play was blown dead. This is at 23-13. to 13. Kelsey ruled down by contact. Five plays after that. And by the way, it looked like it was a touchdown on the return. Five plays after that. 
First and 15, just over 13 minutes to go. It's 23 to 13. Brady to Enkeel Harry. Looks like he scores a touchdown. Ruled out at the three-yard line. Replay showed that, in fact, it should have been a touchdown. But the Patriots at that point, out of challenges. I never understood when you get a challenge right, why you were not given yeah. more challenges. Makes no sense. It's right. the referee's burden. They screwed you. So the Patriots do get screwed there. It ends up being a field goal. So that's potentially 11 points off the board right there for the New England Patriots. No one's going to cry for the Patriots. I'm not making that point. But that's, in fact, what happened yesterday. Um, and then Cincinnati, if anyone cares, 451 yards in defeat against the Browns. Good for them. Joe Mixon, good game, 23 for 146 and a touchdown. They are 1-12. The Patriots are 10-3. Uh, the Patriots... Look, they can still have a 13-3 and season here quite easily. Right now, if the uh, AFC playoffs were to begin, they would have a first-round bye. They're in the number two slot behind the Ravens. Uh, I'll say the Patriots by 10 on the road. Kind of a lazy guess at Cincinnati. Well, Gil, it open mostly 10, but the wise guys are on the dog here. They're, I see nine, but mostly nine and a half. I'm going to open nine and a half. That's kind of a teaser number. You know, guys are going to tease the uh, Patriots down. If you want to get under the three and a half, you're going to have to pay a little extra juice. But a six and a half or seven point teaser, I would have no beef with either nine or nine and a half. You know, we went, we talked a lot about Brady. And, uh, you know, some of my notes on Brady uh, is QBR. He's number 18 in the league. Uh, passer rating number 22. Yards per attempt, 6.6, so, you know, not really very good. Uh, but all that being said, you know, they did get screwed out of that game yesterday. And you yeah. said, nobody's crying for the Patriots. I'm crying a little bit because I needed the Patriots <laughs> yesterday. The public was on Kansas City. No one's City. crying for you uh, either, so Chris. Cry. No one. No, nobody's crying. <laughs> I don't blame them. I always say, don't cry for the bookmaker, please. Never. Uh, but I did cry a little bit for that one. But, uh you know, all that being said, he still had them with a pretty darn good chance to at least tie that game. Uh, but the thing about Brady, you know, he just he doesn't have much help. He's got a great defense, but offensively, uh, you know, where is that help? And, uh, you know, the offensive line, I think, has really kind of let him down this year, too. Uh, I think it's really been kind of one of those underreported things over the years. Their offensive line has really protected him well, has enabled – different running backs to come in there and have an awful lot of success. Uh, the offensive line is just very mediocre this year. And, uh, and, and it's shown, you know, can they still win the Super Bowl? They can. I mean, this reminds me of that Denver team that won the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning uh, in his last year. And I think, you know, Brady, uh, talking about Rogers in the 18th hole, I think Brady could definitely see it. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to use nine and a half here. I think that number's Okay. But I wouldn't be surprised if that comes down. I wouldn't be surprised if the wise guys play uh, Cincinnati this week. Yeah, and we said it last week, and it deserves repeating what, what you just alluded to. Look, nothing's just one person. It's not just Tom Brady. The offensive line completely letting him down. The Gronk retirement. The fact that they've had all these, yeah. these receivers come in and out from Antonio Brown to Josh Gordon to Demarius Thomas. Uh, just a turnstile. And uh, Edelman still is his number one target. I'm not sure if uh, Kill Harry will, will establish himself as one. But it has really been a, uh, a full, just uh, comprehensive fail on offense. And, yeah, Brady, that 4.7 yards per attempt stat is pretty interesting. Third time this season. 
had had one of those since 2009 before this season. That says it all. But they could still be 13-3. and three, So, like, what are we talking about, right? Yeah. They're still good. It's just that they can't seem to beat the good teams. Baltimore, Houston, uh, and Kansas City, the other respective division leaders in the American Football Conference. And Patriots right now, uh, one-game lead over the Bills in the AFC East. So that's not, yeah. that's not done yet yeah. either. Let's make sure we point that out. Bills will still have something to say about that. All right, one more here before the break. Houston at Tennessee. So this is an easy line. This has to be Tennessee minus three. Let's just establish that. <laughs> Houston is, is the poster child this week of why the NFL is so frustrating for betters and for viewers. Houston just absolutely crushes the Patriots, and then they turn around and lay an egg against <laughs> Drew Locke and the Denver Broncos. Maybe we've all under, underestimated Drew Locke. We'll get to that. Uh, Houston allowed four touchdowns and a field goal on Denver's first five possessions yesterday. My God. Uh, They've allowed 23 touchdown passes, Houston has, in their last nine games, three yesterday. Uh, Deshaun Watson, that was only his second career. This is a fascinating stat to me. Deshaun Watson's second career regular season loss by nine-plus points. Both have happened in the last four weeks. Other than that, it's all one-possession losses for Deshaun Watson or a victory. Uh, he was 28 of 50 for 292, one touchdown, two picks, sacked three times. And DeAndre Hopkins, no surprise, his biggest target, seven for 128, a touchdown. But Houston gets beat by Denver, uh, and they get beat by, uh, you know, as a, as a sizable, pretty sizable favorite uh, in this ball game. They were closing, uh, eight-point closing favorites. It was higher during the week, but eight-point closing favorites. They get beat by two touchdowns, 38 to 24. And by the way, 14 of those were cosmetic in the fourth quarter. So it was really worse than that. It was 38 to 10 to start the fourth quarter. Um, and they were minus two in turnovers as well to, uh, to boot. And then there's Tennessee. As schizophrenic as Houston has been to get to eight and five, then there's slow and steady Tennessee to get to eight and five. And Tennessee and Houston right now are tied atop the AFC South. Neither has played each other yet. So they play here in Tennessee in week 15. Then they'll come back and play in Houston in week 17. Yesterday, Tennessee destroyed the Raiders uh, in the second half primarily. But the, the, the Titans now, four-game winning streak, they've averaged 37.5 points during that four-game winning streak, all, by the way, with 30-plus points. Yesterday, 552 total yards of offense at Oakland. Uh, the most total yards in a game for Tennessee since they were the Houston Oilers, by the way. In 1991, Ryan Tannehill, 21 of 27 for 391 I think one of those was a 91-yard touchdown pass to, to Brown. Uh, three touchdowns, one pick, wasn't sacked. Derrick Henry, nice to have him behind you. 18 carries, 103 yards, two touchdowns. A.J. Brown, I mentioned, five catches for 153, two touchdowns. They were 8 of 11 on third downs, and once again, 552 total yards. We will never hear from Marcus Mariota in a Tennessee Titan uniform ever again. <laughs> Somewhere else, maybe, but never again in Tennessee. Um, it's Tennessee minus three, right? Very first thing I said has to be that. Yeah, I see three with a little bit of juice on the favorite, which I, I do understand. If I was using juice, I'd probably juice it a little. Uh, but I think three is a pretty good opening number. I want to write off the Texans too quickly. They they played awful yesterday. It was one of the first and one of the only games we won yesterday, and it was a, a really good result for us. One of the very very few. Um, but you know, you're talking about Mariota. Um, I think the thing about Tannehill, I think when we look back at him, I think you, he finally found the coach 
that could really use his skills to the utmost. And, you know, I know it's something we've talked about. I don't think it's talked about much uh, in other uh, areas, but coaching means so much to a a quarterback's career. And I think Tannehill didn't get good coaching his first couple of years. And now he's getting that good coaching and really, uh, you know, showing what he can do and uh, doesn't speak well for Mario because he had that same coaching. And uh, I think he's at the bottom of the list as far as, uh, you know, players eligible, whatever that means, uh, with QBR. He just was not a good quarterback. He really went downhill after a pretty good rookie year. Um, anyway, that being said, three, I think, is a good number. Me, as I'm watching the screen right now, some money from some sharp guys is showing up on Houston. Hmm. I can see that right now. And I will say this. Uh, I think Lamar Jackson is terrific. I mean, what can you say bad? I just compared him to Steve Young. I'm not sure how many, how much more complimentary you can get. But the Sean Watson is pretty darn good, too. I mean, I'm, I'm not, you know, I, it wouldn't surprise me if he has a better career than, than Lamar Jackson. I really like this kid an awful lot. You know, I don't think he has the... Uh, uh, the tools around them that uh, Jackson has. But I think that kid's awful good. So don't throw him out after one game. If there was only some Deshaun Watson performances in college, we could have drawn upon to know this, Chrissy. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah. it's amazing to me. Yeah. Uh, all right, we'll come back. We'll do some more line guessing for week 15 in the NFL. And I got a bunch to say about college football. We'll do that too. It's a numbers game right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Guessing some more lines, week 15 in the National Football League. Chris Andrews is here. Chrissy, what's next? Seattle at Carolina. Seattle at Carolina. Seattle losing and losing pretty uh, pretty handily. Is that a proper sentence? Uh, to the Rams yesterday, 28-12. to 12. Had a pick six early in the third quarter, but really besides that one moment of hope, uh, the Rams just absolutely destroying the uh, Seahawks last night as one-point favorites. And again, for those who are like, well, you know, Seahawks still control their destiny in the NFC West. Could have still had a shot at the number one position in, in the entire conference. Still do, but there's a lot more moving parts. So that loss hurts them in that respect. And good for the, uh, good for the Rams. We'll get to them coming up. Carolina loses uh, yesterday to Atlanta. 40 to 20 on the road as three and a half point dog. So Carolina's done so. Uh, no Ron Rivera yesterday. Seattle's 10 and three, very much in the mix in the NFC uh, playoff picture. They're in the number five position. Carolina playing out the string. Russell Wilson yesterday in defeat, 22 of 36 for 245, no touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked five times. And then there's Kyle Allen for the uh, Panthers in defeat, 28 of 41 for 293, one touchdown, two picks, sacked five times. Christian McCaffrey, 11 for 53 on the ground, 11 for 82 through the air. But the Panthers were minus four in turnovers. They had uh, four turnovers to uh, Atlanta's zero. I'll say Seattle minus four and a half here on the road. Yeah, you're shade light. I see five and a half and six. Um, you know, I think I kind of like the six a little bit better. Uh, first of all, Seattle still, they're a pretty good road team. People are kind of overestimating uh, their strength at home, but kind of underestimating their strength on the road. Uh, but Carolina just looks like, you know, they, whatever they had, they really lost it the last, you know, half of the season. Uh, Kyle Allen, I mean, he's just getting sacked. I, he, he has the most sack yards of any quarterback in the NFL. Uh, you know, so the offensive line is really letting them down. Christian McCaffrey, 
you know, not a great game yesterday. As great as the kid is, I think he's getting a little worn out too, really because of that offensive line hasn't been giving him the protection that a guy like that needs. So every every running back needs it. Uh, but they're they're not doing him any favors. Uh, you know, Seattle even last night, and it, they did not look good. They didn't score an offensive touchdown. And I needed the Rams. It was one of the very few games that we won yesterday. Uh, we needed the Rams pretty good. I'm watching the game, and I'm thinking, geez, this Russell Wilson is just hard to kill. You know, yeah. he he had a shot. You know what I mean? That this kid is just tough. And uh, and you know, I I boy, I tell you what, he's as good as any quarterback in the NFL still. Uh, anyway, I, I like the six a little better. I think it's a team that's really uh, has a lot to play for. And I think despite the performance yesterday, I think they rebound off of that pretty good. In Carolina, I just don't see much out of this team right now. Uh, they, they, they got annihilated yesterday. And I know the turnovers were part of it. But I, I'm going to go with six. I think that's just a little bit better. I can see the five and a half. I'm going to open six and see where they want to go with that. Yeah, the interesting thing about Carolina is you're right about Christian McCaffrey. Like, at what point do they just sit him? Right, like what? It, there's nothing to gain yeah. here. He's your franchise player. Do you roll him out there every week and just he never comes off the field? Right, like he was playing 100% of snaps at one point. Um, yeah. So they got to make a decision with that. All right, let's do one more here. Uh, next up, Denver and Kansas City. A uh, little caveat here: some guys don't have this up. Looks like uh, Mahomes hurt his hand yesterday. He did. He's, you know, right now listed as kind of questionable. I'm assuming he's going to play. Let me put it that way. I'm assuming he's going to play, but some guys don't have it up because of that. Okay. We'll assume for our purposes here that he's going to play. Denver, as I mentioned, uh, Denver beats Houston yesterday. They scored 31 points, Denver did, in the first half yesterday. Hadn't had a game with more than 25 before that. Drew Locke, in his second game, uh, coming off a victory in his first performance, 22 of 27 for 309. Three touchdowns, one pick was sacked once, and nobody loves Drew Locke more than Drew Locke loves Drew Locke. Whenever there's a good play, boy, he really likes to flex. Uh, Noah Fant was his uh, <laughs> primary target, four for 113 and a touchdown. Casey, as we talked about, uh, they beat the Patriots. They clinched their fourth straight AFC West title all seven seasons under Andy Reid in Kansas City, nine or more wins for the Kansas City Chiefs. That is phenomenal. Patrick Mahomes, the aforementioned Patrick Mahomes, he was 26 of 40, 283, one touchdown, one pick. He was sacked once. Chiefs did have a lot of penalties, 10 for 136 in that game. But uh, as much as the refs helped them, they also dominated the Patriots. Uh, so let's not take that away from them. The Chiefs, AFC West champs. Uh, I'll say Kansas City minus 10 and a half. We'll give them the hook here. Yeah, you're right in there. I see as low as 10, as high as 11 and a half. I was thinking about going right kind of in the middle and using 10 and a half. You're worried a little bit about Mahomes. Uh, again, I'm worried about him. Also worried that, uh, you know, they, they may not try to run, you know, if they, they run up the score, but may just try to play a little more conservatively to not get Mahomes hurt in case there is something even slightly off. Uh, there's one guy who might like Drew Locke as much as he does, and that's me. <laughs> that was a big game for us, you know. And I'm looking at his QBR. You know what it was yesterday, Gil? Huh. 98.6. So wow. not only was it the highest of the day, it's one of the highest of the year. I think Lamar Jackson had a couple higher ones than that. But that is a darn good 
QBR. Passer rating was 136. Too. So it was, uh, you know, in all facets of the game, he was fantastic. He didn't have one interception. Uh, but he, he was great. You know, maybe they found their quarterback in Denver after, uh, you know, finally, uh, you know, with Peyton Manning retired, tried a couple of different guys. But uh, like I said, I'm going to try 10.5. Uh, I, I see it higher. I kind of like the lower number here. Uh, be, you know, with the injury watch, I think Mahomes will be okay, but I think they'll just play it a little more conservatively to make sure he's okay. Now that we're getting into the uh, really meaty uh, part of the season, and everybody remembers who won the playoffs, not not who's going to beat Denver in uh, you know in December. That's not going to that's not going to matter. Yeah, Chiefs nine and four. By the way, if the playoffs were to start right now, they would have to play the opening weekend because they do not have. A first round by yeah. still looking up at the Ravens and the Patriots. We'll do that and return to guessing lines. It's a numbers game right here at Visa and the Sports Betting Network. I've said it before, I'll say it again. The Beating the Book Podcast proudly brought to you by Bookmaker.eu, an industry leader now for close to 30 years, where pro players play because they consider Bookmaker a must for several reasons. One, that they're first to post odds. Two, that they take the highest limits. And three, and most importantly, they pride themselves on never having kicked out a winning player. I know I said several. I meant a few. But there are more because they're a high-volume sports book that are best suited for the sophisticated player who understands sports betting. Also cater to large recreational players as well. And here's their motto. Please remember this. It's where the lines originate because wherever you're playing right now, chances are that they're following Bookmaker's line to begin with anyway. And, of course, the offer remains if you visit bookmaker.eu slash gill. That's bookmaker.eu slash G-I-L-L. Visit them today. You can join and claim an exclusive 100% welcome bonus of up to $300. That's bookmaker.eu slash gill, G-I-L-L, to join and claim your welcome bonus of up to $300. Bookmaker.eu slash gill. You won't regret it. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. It is a numbers game right here at VEASAN, the Vegas Stats and Information Network, Series X of Channel 204, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Fobo Sling at Game Plus. It's Gil Alexander, producer number five. Jeff Parlay is here. Chrissy Andrews standing by to uh, resume guessing lines for week 12. We get tweets, by the way, Jeffrey, at beating the book. Uh, Eric Goldbox ATL, on a flight to Vegas now, in a rush to leave... I left my carry-on bag at my house. Worst part, my then-one-day book is in it. Wanted to reread parts of it on the flight and have Chris sign it. Hashtag bad beat. Chris coming to still see you, he says. Chris, do you hear that? He's very upset about his book yeah. being there. Yeah. He's still coming By the way, him. the book is not available everywhere. Oh. But, uh, we sold out at the gift shop, unfortunately. <laughs> so uh, what, what I don't you, know when we're going to get another shipment in. So. I, I was going to say, what, what are the odds on that getting restocked anytime soon, Chris? What do you think? I hope so. It, uh, yeah, I, we'll go into that some other time. <laughs> but I hope it comes up pretty quick. Uh, Matt Terse, Warrior013 on Twitter. Good morning, Gil. Thanks for the fun interaction this weekend. Great stuff. Thought you would like to know that my wife now plays Guessing the Lines along with you and Chrissy. That's nice. We would appreciate everybody. It's interactive. Hope you uh, take a first stab at lines next week in the NFL. It's all designed to extract some value. And uh, first, half of the, first half of the schedule that we've done next week, I don't really know that we have. Uh, hopefully, this will be more enlightening yeah. this hour. Uh, Chrissy, by the way, for Jeff's bookkeeping uh, purposes, what was your line that you're putting up on the Chiefs? Uh, ten and a half. Ten and a half. Ten and a half. All right, so that was my number yeah. two. Okay, what's next? I assume we're still morning games on Sunday? 
uh, we are still in the morning, yes. Okay. What's next? The uh, Your Miami Dolphins at the New York Giants. <laughs> they have become my Miami Dolphins, and oh, what a barn burner again this one is. Uh, so every week, this is the big headline of guessing lines this year. In fact, the only, really, when all is said and done, besides your awesome add-on story time that you, t- that you told some weeks ago, Chrissy, the biggest headline of, uh, of guessing lines this week will be my consistent and, and to my success, knowing under, uh, underestimation of, or I should say overestimation of the Dolphins every week, which has worked out beautifully for me. Every week I have a number on the Dolphins, and every week the market says something much worse, and we make money doing it. By the way, it's the opposite with the Steelers. But this all came from the worst guess of all time about two months ago when the Steelers played the Dolphins, and I had it at 7.5, and, and it was 14 or 14.5. Never had anything like that. So with a Dolphins game, I always give what I think the line should be and what I think it all will be because I know that I do this every week with them. So Miami at the Giants, and we haven't seen the Giants play tonight. It will be Eli Manning tonight for all you Eli Manning fans out there. He takes his 116 and 116 straight-up career record and puts it on the line tonight against the Eagles. But it's Miami at the Giants. My line, besides something crazy happening tonight, Chris, would be a pick But because I know I do this every week, I I'm imagining the Giants will be, I don't know, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah, even your imaginary line is too low. <laughs> oh, no. It's uh, three-and-a-half. Three I see some three-and-a-half with juice on the dog. Why? Why uh, a hook? Why? Why? Like, why? I, I don't know. I'm with you. I, I'm, I think I'm going to open three and see if well, I'll probably get a bet. You know, just keep – I keep the limits low on these uh, teams that are playing on Monday night. Uh, Eli, I I actually expect the Giants to play well tonight. I think they cover. I kind of like them tonight. Um, But, uh, you know, Eli, interesting story. If he, I'd put him in the Hall of Fame just for denying Brady two more Super Bowls. No other reason. (laughs) The the Hall of Fame block, (laughs) if you will. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'd put him in just for that. But uh, I like your number bet. I don't know if I like two and a half. I thought this should have been a three, and that's when I'm going to open it. They'll probably bet me a favorite, but uh, that's okay. I mean, I've needed Miami the last couple weeks, and uh, including yesterday. I wish they'd have won out, right? That would have helped us a little more. They totally got screwed yesterday. They really got screwed. I know, like I said, nobody's crying for New England. Well, except for me. I hated them. But, you know, Miami, they should cry for Miami. That team absolutely got screwed yesterday. They should have won that game. The refs had interfered where they absolutely should not have. Uh, but I'm going to open three. We'll see where it goes from there. All right. If it's uh, you're, you're starting with three. If this gets to three and a half, even at three, Dolphins. No, it's three and a half. Uh, yeah. You know, in, in just faraway places. Right. Uh, if you have uh, a phone account virtually everywhere in town, it's three and a half. So there it is. There's my first play of the week. Dolphins yet again. Every week, broken record. Mm-hmm. There is no justification for the Giants being over three. Three is still outrageous enough, but three and a half, come on. Dolphins, first pick. All right. Fitzpatrick, by the way, yesterday in defeat. Defeat refereeated. 21 of 37 for 245. No touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked twice. They're not terrible with Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's the point. No. And that was without uh, no. Devontae for most of the game yesterday. So, all right, what's next? 
Buffalo at Pittsburgh. Now, this got uh, switched. It's going to be the Sunday night game. So this is now Sunday night? Yes. Should we hold that off? Let's hold on to that. Let's do another sure. morning game. Yeah, let's do another sure. morning game. Then. Okay. All right. Uh, Jacksonville at Oakland. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Jacksonville loses yesterday. Uh, they lose big time once again. And when I say big time, I mean they just get crushed. Jacksonville loses to the yeah. Chargers yesterday, 45-10. to 10. And by the way, isn't that the most typical Chargers performance? While no one's watching, they go <laughs> ahead and they crush somebody. <laughs> That's just so Chargers. Uh, Jacksonville's now 4-9. and nine. Uh, For those of you who were still hanging on to hopes of the Jaguars making the playoffs, I'm sorry. They were eliminated from playoff contention yesterday. But here's the thing. with the They got rolled yesterday by the Chargers, 45-10. to 10. That game was 24-3 to 3 at halftime. I mean, it was over quick. Jacksonville has had five straight losses now by 17-plus points. That ties the longest streak in franchise history. Now, the last nine seasons, they have a guarantee now with their ninth loss yesterday. Eight of the last nine seasons, Chris, nine-plus losses. So literally that one year where they almost beat the Patriots in the playoffs, it's like the most aberrational year whatsoever because the other eight years surrounding that were just crapola. Gardner Minshew uh, Minshew yesterday, 24 of 37 for 162, one touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. But they gave up 525 yards yards to the Chargers, 525. And if you recall, last week, Jacksonville, I was here on Guessing Lines talking about how they had 16 penalties, 16 in a game for 125. Well, they did so much better this week. It was 10 for 101. So they're also getting penalized left and right. They're just completely undisciplined. And I owe Jeff Parlay an apology because, Jeff, last week on the show, you were saying how you thought uh, some teams quit. You might be right about Jacksonville. You might very well be right about No, I'm not might be right. I am right. They are (laughs) terrible. They are so bad right now. Uh, And then there's Oakland, who gets rolled in the second half by Tennessee. And let me just say, of all the bad calls yesterday— I will put up what happened at the end of the first half in this Oakland-Tennessee game against anything. And for those of us who had Tennessee in the first half, we were justifiably pissed. Derek Carr, with the ball at the one-yard line, clearly with an intentional grounding. Clear, like you could, If you took a direct line back from, the, uh, from center and extended it all the way down the field, it would have hit Derek Carr in the groin. And he threw the ball away, and the refs were like, no, I don't see anything. No, I don't see anything at all. That doesn't guarantee they wouldn't have scored a touchdown, but it sure made it a lot less likely. No call whatsoever. Uh, but Oakland gets crushed. It was 21-21 to 21 at the half. They lose 42-21 to 21, uh, as uh, Tennessee, as I mentioned, just uh, crushes them in the second half, 21 to nothing. Uh, Oakland outscored now in their last three games, three-game losing streak, each by 20-plus points, 116-33. to 33. That's the Oakland Raiders, who, if you recall, had this really tough schedule early in the year. And we all, and let me raise my hand, we all completely underrated the Raiders. And now they're losing games left and right. But they get the Jaguars here. They were outscored 21 to nothing in the second half. Were the Raiders, uh, six of their seven losses have been by double digits. Derek Carr yesterday, 25 of 34 for 263. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. But again, they gave up 552 total yards of offense to the Titans. But because it's Jacksonville... I don't like Oakland at all, but because it's Jacksonville, doesn't this have to be a touchdown? Isn't this Oakland minus seven based on what we just said about Jacksonville? 
Yeah, I, you know, I kind of like your number. It's, uh, you're you're a little high though. I see as low as five and a half on this game, mm. as high as six and a half. I'm definitely going to be on the high end here. I like six and a half. You know, I'm looking at the numbers here. First of all, you know, Carr, his QBR was 85.9. Again, sometimes I, I, I like to look at a QBR. It's a different way of looking at some stats. <laughs> I don't know how the hell they came up with that one. I got to tell you, my buddy out of Australia, and he might be listening right now, Goldie Gone. He, he sent me his, uh, a film clip of uh, Carr on a fourth and goal where he completely throws the ball away. Yeah. And it just like is a little film clip, and then he just puts, your boy. Because <laughs> I have spoken <laughs> well of Derek Carr lately. Your <laughs> just, boy. Your boy. <laughs> I do love the Aussies. they got a great sense of humor. <laughs> great people. Anyway, but I'm with Parlay. I mean, this, this team has quit. I mean, first of all, you know, they, they do have Nick Foles. I don't know if it would make any difference. But Gardner Minshew is not the, the guy to build a franchise around. I mean, come on. He's going to be a guy that, uh, you know, he might have a career like Fitzpatrick if he's really, really lucky. You know, but he's not a guy to build a franchise around. Yeah, they look like they've absolutely quit in every facet of the game. I do not see that out of Oakland even though they got trounced yesterday. I don't think this team will quit at all. And uh, I'm, I'm going to open six and a half. I'm going to be on the high end all week, I promise you. And uh, I'm putting my slash mark next to Oakland here. I like them. I think they, they rolled back the bill in this one. Yeah, they're number two for me. I know we had a full first hour where I didn't have anything, <laughs> but it's Miami and Oakland right yeah. in the shoot here. And here's, yeah. another, and here's the other reason why my line at seven is better than the market. This is the last game at Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. Uh, so, okay. come on. Yeah. Really? Uh, it shouldn't be seven? Now watch Gardner Minshew have a game of his life, right? But I'm just saying, like, this yeah. this is going to be, who knows what happens. Didn't we have, we thought we had a last game last year there, didn't we? Kind of feel, and now who knows, I guess I'll say the same thing. Who knows what that uh, stadium's going to be like on Sunday. Of course, some would argue Oakland has another home game at the Chargers next week. But you get what I'm saying. Last one in Oakland anyway. Um, so Oakland minus seven for me, and you're opening at six and a half, you say. Okay. Six and a half. Yeah, I'm opening at six and a half. Like I said, I see, well, as I'm, as I'm speaking, the five and a halves are starting to disappear. It's going up. Uh, I'm going to open six and a half. Uh, and I see a lot of six. If I get seven flash, uh, or even if everybody goes to six and a half, I'm going to go to seven. I'm going to stay ahead of this one. Because I'm with you. I think Oakland just rolls this team. I really do. Yeah. Hate to back the Raiders, but this would be the one the one situation. All right, let's do one more here before the break. Cleveland at Arizona. Oh, well, that's exciting. Uh, Cleveland six and yeah. seven. Cleveland uh, beat Cincinnati yesterday. <clears throat> Baker Mayfield eleven completions on the day, eleven more than you, Jeffrey. Eleven for twenty-four for one ninety-two. No touchdowns, two picks. He was sacked once. Nick Chubb fifteen for one hundred six on the ground. And because we always like to just talk about Odell Beckham. Two catches for 39 yards. He was targeted a grand total of five times, and he's going around in pregame warm-ups telling other teams, uh, you could have me. Get me out of here. Uh, the Browns were 7 of 12 on third downs. So Cleveland is 6 and 7. And by the way, for those who are keen a numbers game listeners, you may recall way back in the summertime, before there were season win totals, William Hill decided to put out these two props on the Browns. And I bet the Browns not to make the playoffs at plus 155, and over eight and a half on their season win total, 
with the thinking, I cannot possibly lose both. The only way I could is if the Browns, say, won their division at 8-8. Eight and eight. So that's not going to happen. Um, I'm still alive for both. Cleveland would have to sweep the board. They do have a game against Baltimore, so that would be a long shot. But um, these are the Browns, 6-7. and seven. And then Arizona. Arizona was 3-3-1. Three, three and one. Remember that? 3-3-1, three, three and one, and everyone's like, hey, look at the Cardinals. Cliff Kingsbury's got this thing down. They're 3-9-1. and one. Six-game losing streak. They're 0-7 this season are the Cardinals versus teams that were currently over 500. Kyler Murray yesterday, 20 of 30 for 194 uh, in their loss to the Steelers. Two touchdowns, three picks. He was sacked five times. Three turnovers for the Cardinals. They were minus one in that department. A pretty turnover-filled game against the Steelers. Steelers won that 23 to 17 yesterday as two-and-a-half-point closing favorites here at the South Point Hotel Casino, courtesy of a Deontay Johnson punt return. Biggest play of that game. Uh, Here, I'll say Cleveland, I'm splitting the difference between the three and the zero. Cleveland minus one and a half on the road at Arizona. I really hate this game. <laughs> uh, I'm, it's two and a half. Tough line to make. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I'm going to open it. You know, I've, I've kind of knocked the Kyler Murray thing. And like I said, that guy's told me, including you, I think uh, I'm kind of a knuckle dragger and I'm uh, you know, behind the times for the new NFL. You know, I just think, you know, I, like I said, like he's just too little. And he's number two in yards lost via the sack. His QBR is not bad. Number 15. Passer rating number 21. But I think they're just figuring him out a little bit. And like I said, guys compare him to Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's a strong man. He's kind of short, but he's a strong man. I don't think Kyler Murray's ever going to be the quarterback Russell Wilson is. By the way, you talk about QBR a lot. Look at Mayfield's QBR yesterday, 52.7. Like, where the hell did they get that? Sometimes I just have to scratch my head because he was awful yesterday. They, they won, and the game fell on the number pretty much. By the way, there I think there was five games where the point spread mattered. Uh, this, one, this one fell right on the number, uh, as did the, uh, I think it was the Redskins game. No, the Detroit game yeah. fell right on that number. Detroit game. Uh, so that was a bad result for it. Yeah, but nonetheless, uh, and one little thing, I think I mentioned it last week on the show, I know a guy that knows a guy, and <laughs> the word that I heard is that the the upper management for the New York Giants, not mean the locker room or the coaches, but upper management was very happy to get rid of Odell Beckham. They were very happy about that. Hmm. Um, anyway, all that being said, we're talking too much about this game. I'm going to open two and a half, and I think it's going to be a horrible game. Yeah, the two games where the spread didn't matter yesterday, Chris, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Washington-Green Bay. Oh, excuse me, where the spread mattered, pardon me. Um, Washington, Green Bay, and Miami and the Jets. I think those are the only two where it mattered yesterday. No, I got five. Do you really? I got five. Cincinnati, Cincinnati, uh, uh, the Miami game. I thought Cleveland covered uh, that. The Colts game. So, no, nah, that depends on where you bet it. We opened the game eight and a half. Oh, where you opened it. Okay, I'm looking at closing numbers. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, no, I'm not looking at closing numbers. I mean, I'm a bookmaker. We had action yeah. all week, yep. you know. Uh, the Tampa Bay game, we're back and forth between three and three and a half, so that one hurt us. Um, yeah, I, I got uh, and then yeah, okay, I got I got five games all together: Cincinnati, uh, Miami, the Colts. Uh, where am I at? That's only three. All right, well that's all right, but the, what I'm how we do it here is close because otherwise we'll be all over the place. All right. Yeah. 
Okay. okay. So you're opening that Cleveland yeah, oh, yeah. game. The Green Bay game and the Detroit game. The Green Bay game and the Detroit game. So that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Cleveland and Arizona, okay. where did you open it? Where did you where are you opening that again? Two and a half? Uh two and a half. Okay. Two and a half, two and a half on that one. All right. Okay. Uh we'll come back. We'll do some more of these. Are we in the afternoon games yet, Chris? Or not yet? We are. That was the first afternoon game. Cleveland, Arizona, first afternoon game this coming week in the NFL. Oh no, no, Aaron. Oh, I'm sorry. Oakland was. Oakland. Oakland as well. All right. So Cleveland the second. All right. We'll continue with the afternoon games. We'll close out the afternoon games. We'll get to the prime time as well. It's all brought to you by the BetMGM app. New Jersey's ultimate online destination. Uh, in case you haven't heard, for fans who want to wager on all things football, pro, college, basketball, hockey, and much more. And this week, BetMGM with a special offer for new customers on tonight's matchup between the Giants and the Eagles. Just use bonus code VSIN100 to place a $1 pregame Moneyline bet on the Giants. And win $100 if Saquon Barkley runs for one yard. That's three feet. That's right. First time BetMGM bettors get 100 to 1 odds on Saquon running for a yard. Today, when you use bonus code VSIN100, time to believe in your game at BetMGM, where you turn your predictions into convictions. With real money bets on parlays, boosted odds, specials, in-game live betting, and much more, just download the BetMGM app or visit BetMGM.com today and get 100 to 1 odds on Saquon Barkley running for one yard when you use bonus code VSIN100. Must be 21 or older. Must be in New Jersey. Restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for the full list of terms and conditions. Gambling prize. Problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's the BetMGM app. Bonus code VSIN100. More guessing lines. Week 15 with Chris Andrews. Exclusively right here on a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to a numbers game with Gil Alexander. Apparently there was another penalty that was uh, not assessed correctly in that Chiefs Patriots game. So we talked about the three Patriots ones. Mahomes was killed out of bounds. Um... There was another penalty on KC that was counted off as only five yards. Should have been a 10-yard penalty. That's another one in there. It's just a just a horrible day there in Foxborough. And, and really, around the league, the biggest theme, perhaps, of the National Football League season. Never good when that's the theme. Um, we're getting to a game, though. I know we haven't gotten to it yet. Chris, what's next? Uh, Atlanta at San Francisco. Atlanta at San Francisco. Well, we've gotten to it because we get to talk about the Niners. First of all, Atlanta beats Carolina. We already talked about that. Matt Ryan, 20 of 34 for 313. Two touchdowns, no picks, uh, sacked once. Atlanta put up 461 total yards of offense. They were plus four in turnovers. They had none. Carolina had four. And I said before that Atlanta-Carolina game, I asked a question on the Megapod at the end. Uh, one of the questions I always ask, if you, wanted, if you had to bet a side in every single one of these games yesterday, uh, but had one free pass, what game would it be? And both Mike Palm and I answered Atlanta and Carolina. because And I said, if Carolina wins by 17, I won't be surprised. And the Falcons win by 17, I won't be surprised. Falcons win by 20. Um, so, again, how you predict the Falcons from week to week, I have no idea. As far as the Niners, the Niners are now 11-2 and two, uh, after a just absolutely stirring victory over the New Orleans Saints yesterday, 48-46. to 46. A game that was decided uh, finally when the Niners were down 46 to 45. They had a fourth and two to decide it for all the marbles. And George Kittle is single covered. And Garoppolo finds him. Kittle's getting his face mask tugged at all the way downfield, puts the Niners in field goal position, and Robbie Gould seals the deal. Niners 48, Saints 46 in what was a tour de force 
of offensive play calls by both Kyle Shanahan and Sean Payton. Just a joy to watch. If you like points, if you like defensive football, maybe a different story. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo yesterday, 26 of 35 for 349, four touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked three times. Uh, he also, in the fourth quarter specifically, 11 for 17 for 103 and that uh, and, and a touchdown. So in the fourth quarter, when the chips were down, as they say, Jimmy G got it done yesterday. And Emmanuel Sanders, by the way, what a pickup from John Lynch midseason. Seven catches for 157 yeah. and a touchdown. Also threw a touchdown pass to Mostert yesterday, to Raheem Mostert, 35-yard touchdown pass. Uh, there was fullback options in that game. I mean, there was all kinds of things going on. Total yards, San Francisco 516, New Orleans 465. Uh, Niners did have 10 penalties for 67 yards, but just a great football game. Sort of the equivalent of that Rams-Chiefs. That was the uh, 2019 version of the Rams-Chiefs game from last year. Uh, Best comp I can think of. Uh, So San Francisco's number one now in the NFC. They're in the number one position in the National Football Conference playoff race, but of course, they do have a game with Seattle coming up, final week of the season, so they might not even win their division still. But as far as this game's concerned, hosting the Atlanta Falcons, I'll say San Francisco minus 10 and a half. Yeah, you're right, Gil. It's 10 and a half and 11. I like the 10 and a half better. Uh, you know, it's just, boy, Atlanta. And this was, you know, I was on some radio show somewhere, and they said, do you have a sleeper for the Super Bowl? I said, yeah, Atlanta. <laughs> boy, was I wrong. Uh, they, They're so they sleepy. They're so sleepy, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which Super Bowl I was talking about, but uh, certainly not this year. But they, they, they have some talent. And you, know, you, you and Mike Baum didn't want to bet that game. I wish everybody would have listened to you because everybody had Atlanta yesterday. We wow. got crushed on that game. That was a terrible game for us. Um, but that being said, you know, um, you know, the game against uh, New Orleans yesterday I think really was terrific. <coughs> Excuse me. But uh, I think the public very well could be on San Francisco this week. I just like 10 and a half a little better. I think this game is going to be a little tighter than a, than a blowout. And uh, getting 10 and a half on a team that can score, like Atlanta, I think it's just a little too much. Like I said, it's 10 and a half and 11. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open with a lower number. They might bet me up. They might not. We'll see. But uh, yeah, I'm not going to put a slash mark next to Atlanta for me, but I kind of like them a little bit in this spot. I just think that point spread's a little bit too generous right here. Okay. Oh, by the way, the George Kittle play has to be my favorite play of the year. It's awesome. That, you know, I mean, I know I'm older than, you know, probably 99% of our listeners out there. That's the way I remember football. That's the way football to me should be played. And, I think that was a great example of how football should be played. The worst example of how football should be played was the pass interference call at the end of the Jets Miami game. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Anyway, I'm I'm backtracking there. But George Kittle, that play was great, great football. I'd love to see more of that. Yeah, Al Michaels called it the best play of the year too yesterday. He uh he, he he felt the same way about that. It was it was awesome. I mean just his face mask yeah. getting tugged. You're right. It was just harkens back to seventies yeah. football for sure. All right, what's next? I'd like this. So how many afternoon games we have, Jeff, this week? Five again? Great split this week. Eight, 10 a.m. Pacific, five, one o'clock Pacific games. Like Finally, it. a real split. I like it. Didn't we have that yesterday, too, though? No, we did with nine and four. Nine and four. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. All right. What do we got here? Rams at the Cowboys. 
Rams at the Cowboys. Rams with that win over the Seahawks last night, 28 to 12. Uh, and beat them good, too, like 28-12 to 12 as one-point favorites. It's like the Rams decided to show up again. It's the weirdest thing. This, you know, we're ta- I was talking last week briefly about, like, weird stories during the VEASAN years, the three years of VEASAN that haven't been really fleshed out enough. And one of them was, remember a couple years ago when Andrew Luck's injury was, like, really far into the offseason? It got to mid-August, and everybody was like, wait a minute, we need to talk about Andrew Luck. And he never ended up playing. Uh, then there was Kawhi only playing nine games for the Spurs. Uh, this, you know, I, was, I, really, I brought this up because Zion Williamson's injury is very peculiar to me. Like, no one's really talking. But, you know, the biggest one still is, and I, don't, and I feel like we don't still have the proper explanation what was the Todd Gurley thing? Like, how, why did he disappear? I get there's arth- arthritic knee, right? But he, like, disappeared, and then he was kind of playing, kind of not. And Sean McVay famously saying, you know, me st- I'll stop being an idiot and play the guy. I still don't feel like we have a, a full explanation of this whole thing. But they're back to Gurley. 23 carries for 79 yards and a touchdown. Four catches yeah. for 34. Goff was, you know, I don't know what Pete Carroll was thinking in the first half of that game last night, but they never pressured Goff. They sent three guys every time. So Goff picked them apart. 22 of 31 for 293. Two touchdowns, two picks, uh, no sacks. And uh, Robert Woods just keeps filling up a stat sheet. Seven for 98, a touchdown. Higby, seven for 168, uh, seven for 116. The Rams were seven of 13 on third downs. 455 total yards of offense. And the Rams are eight and five. The Rams are one game behind the Vikings for the sixth and final playoff spot in the NFC right at this moment. And then there's the Cowboys. The Cowboys right now are 6-7, and seven, and they are the leader in the NFC East. By the way, even if the Eagles win tonight, the Cowboys, uh, who beat the Eagles earlier this year, technically still number one, but obviously they'll be in a mano a mano at that point with the Eagles when the two teams play each other still to come this season. So this is tough to make. It's at Dallas. The Rams are looking good. The Cowboys have never looked worse. I don't think the Cowboys should be three-point favorites. I'll say it's two and a half. Uh, it's mostly two, which I think that's uh, – well, I see a two and a half. I see a two and a half with juice on the dog. Uh, I, I think two is okay. That's what I'm going to open it. Uh, a couple guys did have a three yesterday before the Rams game. And, uh, you know, I took a juice. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know where they came up with that one. But uh, that, that is that they had it. And, uh, you know, I, that got gobbled up pretty quickly because even guys at the time were saying, how can Dallas be three? And then the Rams, you know, looked really, really good. And I'm trying to find this one stat here. Um, you know, the Cowboys, okay, they're six and seven. They're point differential. They're plus 67. I mean, is that, that's a crazy number to me. Mm-hmm. Well, it, yeah. it's part of the reason. But I mean, to me, I talked to Aaron Schatz about it last week from Football Outsiders when he was on with us on a numbers yeah. game. And basically his numbers corroborate. Like, yeah. You know, I bet the Cowboys against the Bears on Thursday night. Like, and you feel really stupid. But all of the numbers <laughs> indicate that it's probably not a bad bet. Yeah. But the Cowboys just don't get it done. Well, I think I mentioned on the, on the show, like maybe last year or the year before, one of the things I thought about Jason Garrett is he, he's – the kind of guy, you know, offensively, he has a bunch of plays that will gain a lot of yards, but he doesn't understand how to win a football game. You know, and it's, you know, that, that probably works like in college. You know, you just go out there and you outscore the other guy. But the pros is just a different game. It's a lot of field position, and there's a little more strategy involved and that sort of thing. 
And you know, I know we keep hearing he's a Princeton graduate. I'm sure his I'm sure his IQ is much higher than mine. But he hasn't figured out how to win football games, even though he has you know good players and they gain yards and score points and all that. You got to win football games, and he's only won six, and he's lost seven this year. And uh, you know, that's I think the Rams right now are really, I think they've kind of figured it out. I think, uh, and uh, I kind of like them in this spot. Only getting two points, but I, I kind of like them. I'm gonna have to look into this one a little more closely. But uh, right now, I'm, I'm leaning towards the Rams. I think that uh, you know Gurley means a lot. He played a lot yesterday, but you're right, Gil. The story on Gurley, I don't think we ever got an adequate explanation as to what happened. I but really don't. They paid this kid a fortune, and they're they're using him now, and he looks pretty good, like we've always thought he would be. Yeah, the so. knee the knee doesn't look that arthritic right about now. Um, you know, sure and, the, and the Jason Garrett thing is is fascinating, especially when juxtaposed against every time you see Bill Belichick coach. And and what about that game that we have most recent in our memory? San Francisco, New Orleans yesterday, right? Like it was a play calling. I, I said tour to, tour to force earlier, but that's exactly what it was. It was like, I will outdo you now. Now watch what I can do. You ever see that from the Cowboys? And Kellen Moore looks like he just graduated high school too, so you can't really expect it, right? He, has, he doesn't have the experience. But you're just looking at a different level of football, and yet uh, the Cowboys – uh, will be or the or the Eagles, whoever wins the NFC East, will have a home playoff game, and and, and as I predicted last yeah. week, now everybody's clamoring about realignment and the best team should get in all that. I go, but it's it's like we do this every year. Whenever this comes up, any year this comes up where a division winner is bad, we always go to this. But look, there are rivalries. The NFL has history. You can't not have these divisions. It would kill so much of what makes the game great. I know we talk about rivalries in college football, but you couldn't make it, you couldn't, I mean, I suppose you could, once the playoffs start, you could still have the divisions and then just decide winning a division doesn't mean anything, but that's in, that's incongruent, right? That you can't do it that way. It doesn't make any sense. So, you know, that's another sort of knee-jerk. The same people are saying, oh, we should always have a four-team playoff in college football. I just don't believe in that hot take. It's just it's you need these kind of rivalries and you need this alignment. And if you're if that's the case and you then therefore want to keep these divisions, you can't then make the divisions mean nothing. So I know people will argue about that, but that's how it falls this year. That's how the cookie crumbles. And by the way, uh, if Dallas is as bad or as Philadelphia is as bad as we think uh, they are, whoever's the three loss NFC West team or four loss NFC West team that's going to come in there will beat them pretty good anyway. Um, but I get it. It's a home game. People are upset about that, but that's how it is. Let's do one more. Let's do the last afternoon game. All right. By the way, I'm with you on both counts. Thank you know, you. Go win your division. You want a home game? Go win your division. Thank you. Uh, all right. Minnesota, Minnesota at the Chargers. <laughs> the Chargers winning when no one's looking, dominating when no one's looking. Yeah. <laughs> and Minnesota, very, you know, quietly again, they, that's been the thing with Minnesota when they've had inferior competition, particularly at home. They just basically run a very efficient football game. They don't ask Kirk Cousins to do much. And they rolled the, the uh, Lions yesterday 20-7 to and do so. Uh, closing line, they beat the closing number. But as you said, it, it fluctuated, landed right on it for many. Minnesota 6-0 at home yeah. uh, for the first time since 2009. Cousins now with nine wins with the Vikings this year. He had nine wins with the Skins in 2015. So that's a high mark for him. And, of course, he has a chance to exceed it now. He was 24 of 30 yesterday for 242. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked once. And all those Chargers fans who were hoping for things, uh, 
they were eliminated from playoff contention yesterday despite the win over the Jaguars. First eight drives for the Chargers yesterday, six touchdowns and one field goal. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, and by the way, the Chargers, every loss has been by seven points or fewer this year. They're the only NFL team to hold every opponent this season to 27 points or fewer. <laughs> it's just the weirdest, quirkiest season. And they're 5-8. and eight. Phillip Rivers, 16 of 22 for 314, three touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once. Tyrod even got in there. Three for five for 20, uh, 26, and he threw a touchdown. Uh, Austin Eckler was huge yesterday. Eight for 101 on the ground, four for 112 uh, in terms of receptions and yardage and a touchdown. Chargers were six of eight on third down and another gaudy total yardage stat yesterday in the NFL. The exact opposite of last week. 525 for the Chargers against 252 for the no-account Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Minnesota by three on the road at the Chargers. That's my guess. I see two and a half and three, but three with juice on the dog. I'm opening three. Uh, a couple things here. And, you know, and the Chargers are known to finish with a flurry once they're eliminated. And I understand that. So that scares me a little bit. But I was on the radio, uh, I think it was NBC Sports Line. And they asked me about the Chargers. And, you know, the Chargers just do chargery things. And yesterday was the Chargers doing chargery things. They blew out this team, like you said, when nobody's watching. So I'm not going to get deceived by that. You know, I still think, you know, we talked about Dallas can't figure out how to win games. Well, echo the same thing here with the Chargers. <laughs> Excuse me. They just can't win games. So I'm going to open three. I'm sure the wise guys will probably come in and take it off me. And if I need Minnesota on Sunday, that's going to be fine with me. I think the public will be on Minnesota. Unless they get deceived by that Chargers score yesterday, too, which they might. And like I said, I know the Chargers finish with a flurry when there's nothing to play for. But there's no home field advantage either for the Chargers. Now, it's not like Pittsburgh that has uh, you know fans all over the country. But I'm sure there'll be a few Minnesota fans there. And, and regardless, there's just no home field advantage for the Chargers. So I'm going to open three and uh, you know, probably like Minnesota. But I'm going to be a little careful with that one. But uh, you know, I'm going to definitely open three here. All right, Chrissy, stand by. At Andrew Sports, by the way, if you want to follow Chris on Twitter, we got the primetime game Sunday night, Monday night, week 15. Coming up, guessing lines right here on a numbers game at VEASAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. If you're a longtime VEASAN listener but not yet a VEASAN subscriber, first of all, shame on you. Let's get that out of the way. Secondly, uh, we've got the perfect starter deal for you for just $79. You get eight-point spread weekly editions from now until the Super Bowl, plus the College VEASAN Bowl Betting Guide. That is outstanding. That'll be out a week from today. And access to all our live video and replays for two months. Any show you want to see. Maybe even Jeff Parle's uh, Market Watch on replay. Maybe you want to watch that. Uh, he goes by a different name in the afternoons. Daily email summarizing best bets from VEASAN guests and hosts. You can make your purchase at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We get tweets. John Curler, J.D. Uh, Gil, I got to say, I appreciate your logical consistency more and more every day. That hot take armchair quarterback whining hypocrisy is really starting to wear on me. Keep up the good work. Thank you, John. Thank you very much. That's all I have to say about that. Parlay? We did prime time? Is that what we're doing now? Well, nothing like prime time in Pittsburgh with the Bills involved for the first time since 07. Chrissy, what's the game here? Pittsburgh? What is that now? It's your team? Buffalo at Pittsburgh? Is that what you said? Buffalo at Pittsburgh. Yeah, Buffalo at Pittsburgh. Okay, so now I have to do the same, have the same caveat that I do with the Dolphins games, right? 
I have to give the line that I think it should be and the line that I think it will be because I consistently uh, am right about the Dolphins. I overestimate the Dolphins versus the market. That has worked out to my benefit. And then it's the opposite with the Steelers who keep proving me wrong. Uh, By the way, Josh Allen yesterday in defeat against the Ravens, just to be thorough, 17 of 39 for 146, one touchdowns, no picks. The Ravens sacked him six times. That's a season high in terms of the Bills allowing sacks. Six is a season high. They allowed just four sacks, uh, excuse me, just four sacks total in the four previous games. And then there's your Steelers, Chrissy. Uh, They've won seven of eight since starting one and four. Eight plus wins. We talked about Andy Reid and his tenure in Kansas City. Well, how about Mike Tomlin? 13 seasons in Pittsburgh under Mike Tomlin. Eight plus wins in all of them. That's pretty impressive for people who like to take shots at Mike Tomlin. Of course, this is his finest work because he doesn't have Big Ben, didn't have Antonio Brown, didn't have Le'Veon Bell. It's on his third-string quarterback. And speaking on that third-string quarterback, Duck Hodges is now 3-0. Duck Hodges, 3-0, the first undrafted rookie quarterback since the merger to win first three, uh, his first three NFL starts. Jeff, can you name the other? I'll give you th- uh, 10 billion guesses. <laughs> no chance. Ed Rubert. Do you know who that is? Yeah, I, you just made some up. He, is the, he was the starting quarterback for the scab Washington Redskins of 1987. Joe Jack, uh, Joseph Jackson Gibbs' finest work. Movies were made about them. This is your trivia for the day. Uh, Duck Hodges yesterday, 16 of 19 for 152, one touchdown, no picks. Uh, he was sacked three times. And Deontay Johnson, punt return for a touchdown, also caught six uh, catches, six balls rather for 60 yards and a touchdown. Pittsburgh keeps doing this, Chris, with like a one big pass to James Washington. The next game, one big pass to James Washington. Yesterday was the punt return. I don't think, like, as great as this job is for Mike Tomlin, they're eight and five are the Steelers. Right now, they're in the number six position in the AFC uh, wildcard race. Like, they'd be in right now, even though they're tied with both the Titans and the uh, Texans in record, but they'd have the number two wildcard right now if it were to start here. Problem is, Chris, and I don't mean to offend you, I don't think they're any good. So, getting back to the thing where I've got my line and when I think the line's going to be with Pittsburgh and Miami, for this one, a Pittsburgh Steelers game, I would say, for me, it should be Buffalo minus three on the road. But I'm guessing it's closer to a pick'em. <laughs> You're way off. It's Pittsburgh. I see anywhere from one and a half to two and a half. I like the two. That's what I'm going to open this. Give me the Bills. Gil. Yes. So, Gil. I mean, it's not just – there's defense involved, too. You no, understand? I know. There's two sides to a football game. I have been told, And Chris. besides, we'll throw in a third thing, special teams. What? You know? And uh, <laughs> regardless of that horrible uh, fake punt call yesterday, Steelers special teams are pretty good, too. That was comical. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that was pretty bad. Um, but, yeah, this, listen, this is a really tough home team. And uh, I think, you know, I said it on your show when it happened. I was 100% in favor of the Minka Fitzpatrick trade. A lot of guys said, well, the Steelers should tank, you know, because they get a great draft. It's like, who, who are they going to get? 
Tua, who's always hurt. They weren't going to be as bad as the as the Bengals, so they're not going to get Burrow. So you're getting the you know Herbert out of Oregon, who a lot of people have downgraded. You know, and that that's ridiculous, and that's not the way the Steelers play. And you know, you're acting like Buffalo's some great team. They haven't beaten anybody that's any good all year. I'm sorry, I've been on Buffalo. Like and I, I was, was on them yesterday. Like that. <laughs> I was not acting like that. We go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was on Buffalo yesterday. I really and you know what? Even as poorly as Josh Allen was yesterday, they they still. They didn't win, let alone cover. You know, they only lost by seven. We're getting the closing number was six and a half. Uh, but still, Pittsburgh. This is a tough, tough home team and a tough team in general. And their defense is really, really strong. I'm um, looking at the total here is 37, uh, and you know that's probably about right. It's going to be a very, very low scoring game, hard hitting. We talked about the way football used to be. This will be a good old-fashioned slugfest, and I, you know, a lot of people like the New Orleans-San Francisco game, which I thought was a great game, one of the best games of the year, maybe the best game. But this will be a great game too, but in a totally different vein. Uh, but I'm going to open too. I like to, um, you know, I the more I thought about, it, I thought about one as an opening number, but the more I thought about it, I thought two is a little better, and I see it even higher. But I think two is okay. All right, Monday night, real quick, Chris, before we go to break. Uh, we have Indianapolis at New Orleans. All right, Colts lost, as we mentioned, to the Bucks. They're 6-7 and seven now. Are the Colts, they're two out in the AFC South. Their season might be donezo. New Orleans loses that 48-46 game to the uh, Niners. They're 10-3. and three. They've already clinched the, uh, the NFC South, but obviously seeding and their chance to get a first-round bye now in jeopardy. Uh, I'll say it's the Saints by eight and a half, because I figure if this is the Colts at home, uh, that the Saints would be two and a half road point uh, road favorites. So I'll say eight and a half at home. Well, you're dead on. It's a pretty solid eight and a half. I nice. see some different numbers with some juice one way or the other, but yeah, eight and a half, I have no beef at all with that number. I think nine might be a shade high, you know, seven and a half or eight, a shade low. So eight and a half, I think is a good place to start. Okay. Um, Let's go to that. I, I got three that I definitely like. We'll recap it all next right here. Guessing lines with Chris Andrews, South Point Sportsbook uh, Casino, Sportsbook uh, Director, that is. We'll do it right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Coming back. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. If you're starting to think about holiday gifts, don't delay. Jeff, when's Hanukkah? Could you look that up for me? Because I don't want my mom to be upset with me. Isn't it two weeks? Is it? Okay. I think so. Um, deadline for ordering merchandise from the VEASAN store if you want delivery in time for the holidays. This Friday, December 13th. Friday the 13th, y'all. Uh, we got more than 50 designs, including top sellers such as It's Not Under Until It's Over and Cash and Tickets is what it's all about. We've also launched our collection of Bookmaker Blonde hats and shirts. They're all made to order, so you can find the right color, size, and design. Some pictured right there on the VEASAN app and VEASAN.com. Just go to VEASAN.com slash store. That's VEASAN.com slash store for all the details. Are you a details guy or a details guy, Jeff? Details usually for me. Depends on the read. Yeah. All right. Uh, Chrissy, I've got three that I like above everything. I like the Dolphins. Okay. Uh, for sure. Uh, you're telling me that uh, it's, what, three and a hook even with at the Giants? Come on. Yeah. Uh, Oakland, yeah. I think it should be seven against Jacksonville. Uh, it's a little tick of a uh, tick less than that. And then I like Buffalo against your Steelers. I'm sorry. I like Buffalo. Those are my three. What do you like? I like uh, the Jets getting 14 and a half and the Ravens. 
And I like Oakland to minus. Uh, you find some, a lot of sixes. You might even stumble into a five and a half here. And here. But uh, I'm going to open six and a half. I think it should be. I think they roll Jacksonville. I only like two right now. I got to look at uh, yeah. a few more. By the way, let me just state for the record I hate that I like Oakland. I hate that I like them. But Jacksonville <laughs> makes it happen that way. Parlay, did you, uh, what do you like here, Parlay? The Miami Dolphins and only the Miami Dolphins this week. You <laughs> tell me, you're telling me you can get a whole field goal when they yesterday if they score one touchdown they win the game easily. I'm not only telling you you can get a field goal. I'm telling you you can get a field goal and a hook someplace. And then then even better, Gil. Yeah. yeah. So, oh yeah, that. most places. Yeah. All most right. Places, yeah. So a uh, couple of us on yeah. Oakland, couple of us on Miami. I like Miami, Oakland, and Buffalo coming off a of 4-0 and one. Can I put together back to backs? Uh, I don't know about that. It's the NFL. Uh, Chris, do we do do we do this week seventeen? What did we decide? I know we're doing it next week for week sixteen, but do we usually? Do oh, this? I don't know. All right, well, we'll have to. Make I, that I don't decision. think we've done week seventeen. It's just too crazy. Yeah. Too crazy. It's nuts. Uh, we could talk about it, I guess. You okay. Know. We can go over the. You know, let's talk about it. We'll you know, talk. It might <laughs> might be worth doing, just in the sense of you know, kind of going over some playoff scenarios. That's what. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. It's the it's the week of court. Well, they kind of legislated correlated parlays out, so we'll see. We'll do that week seventeen. We'll talk about it. Chrissy, thank you. Jeff, thank you. Los, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics kane velasquez salacious super bowl level scandals Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.